Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. What's coming up soon, is it? <laughs> Your career is a, a submariner. Um, I think a submariner's life would be a bit claustrophobic. Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, but act- at the same time, mm. it's kind of appealing. You're away from the world, away from most people. Obviously, you've got yeah. you know a dozen other Russian sailors in there. Oh, you'd, be a ru- you'd be a Russian. Oh, yeah, of course. Right. Those stripy shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're had me. You had to. me at the stripy yeah. shirts. <laughs> so yeah. you'd like to be in basically what is an oversized Pringle tin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the water. perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That's what the uh, the submarine's name is, actually. <laughs> the USS yeah. Pringle. SS Pringle tin. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know what the, the yeah, start what of the SS. USS... Uh, well, it's not the USS. No, a Russian one, though. Yeah, what would you call a Russian... We'll have to find that out, viewers. KGB. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what does KGB stand for? Uh, well, something Russian, I'd imagine. Yeah. <laughs> something secret police. Maybe. Yeah. Killers. Da. Secret police. Not so secret, though, are they? Not really. Everyone knows about them. <laughs> yeah. But it's the same as what? MI5, MI6. Yeah, true. ASIO. Yeah. Is there an M- MI5? ASIO doesn't have quite the reputation of KGB. Nah, nah. MI5 and that does it? Is there an MI5 and an MI6? I think MI6 is like the new, the uh, new version. Yeah, of it. new version. Ah, okay. So yeah. they got they all got together, put their heads together because they're all obviously <laughs> extremely intelligent people. When, yeah. Okay. What do we call the follow up guys? Yeah, MI5. Yeah. Now. now. So someone puts in a. What about <laughs> MI5? No, <laughs> Daryl. No. MI5A. MI5 is what it is now. <laughs> MI5 Mark One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Version Two. No, they and went with MI6. Some smart pillock came up with MI6. They're in charge now. So I just I mean, went a completely different way to what we should right, have. Don't worry about it. Okay, all right. I'm thinking stab in the dark, another yeah. 20 years. MI7. <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. You yeah. should actually consider intelligence yeah. as, your, as your career, and maybe not Russian sailing in a Pringle tin. Actually, espionage and being a spy and all that kind of stuff has never really appealed. It's too, no? yeah, it's too behind. Too cloak and dagger. It's too cloak and dagger. <laughs> too not, you know, I'm not getting awarded for my, for my. Ah, that's heroism, more problem. You know, okay. yeah. I want to be in the blood and guts of it, but I yes. also want to be rewarded for that when I come back. I want everyone to know that I was the one yeah. who saved the day. Yeah, okay. Not some suit wearing slick backed hair, fucking foppish prick. <laughs> well, you know, that's basing it on the fact of, of, I guess, the idea of what the spy is. Yeah, but. In historically speaking, when you see people that have worked covert, they're very unassuming. Yeah, people. that's true, isn't it? Yeah, there's actually uh, was it one of the most like infamous uh, double agents uh, were the American an American couple. The Ro- was it Rosenbergs? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yep. they were like deep cover Russian yep. agents, and they were actually both put to death. They had young children. Oh wow! Um, okay, and it was quite the caused quite the fear well, I suppose they, they got done for being traitors well that's it but yeah, yeah I think I guess death. also the shock of the f- the fact that they found out the the extent of yeah. their betrayal and how they were able to live 
yeah. US society for so long. But they were dub- they were double agents, were they? Did you well, say? so that oh, means they, they were pretending to work for one, but agent. then maybe they weren't double agents. Right? I'm, okay. I'm not. I look. I'm not an intelligent person. Um, <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, I don't speak with any experience of the field of intelligence. You've taught me something recently that blew my fucking mind. What was that? That Mexico isn't in South America. <laughs> I seriously, all these years, thought it was South America. So if I... Because they all sound the same, one. If I asked... <laughs> that's only um, on the podcast. I'm only joking. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> when... I, if I asked you to point it out on either a globe... Yeah. ...or a world map... Yep. Did you automatically know where to go? I thought it was the very tip of South America. I where? thought I knew it was close to North Southerly? America. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, but I thought it was like right... I know it's next to Mexico... Uh, sorry, next to... Um, Texas. Yes. But I thought Texas is at the very, very bottom of North America. Well, and then it's bang, so, it's sort Mexico. of is. It yeah. sort of is. You're, you're saying wrong. Mexico is part of the North American continent. Yes. Wow. Yes. Because, of course, there's a very, very, well, I mean, comparatively, a very small spit of land that really yeah. connects the two parts of North and South America. And that's where the Panama Canal is. Another bit of uh, geographical um, knowledge that just yes. blew my fucking mind. All right. See if you know. Well, Which continent is Turkey in? Oh, see, this is a tricky one. I I would say in some ways it's like Europe. Yeah. But I think it's more of a... It's part of the land mass of Asia. Yeah, that's right. It's yeah. classed as an Asian country. Yes. That blew my mind. Yeah, because it's sort of... It's right at the top yeah. of where you would say the Middle East So, is. like, on the border of what the two... Where the two continents meet, I suppose. But, see, what defines the Middle East... That's yeah. a tricky one. Yeah. Because, see, Turkey, is, yes, it yeah. shares its landmass with Asia. But the Middle East, yeah. what, what is, where, where does that start and stop? Because yeah. Egypt is on the African continent. But yeah. would you call that the Middle East? Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. I, don't I, know. I, I genuinely don't really know where it starts and where it stops. How are those borders defined? I reckon it's these kind of conversations that countries over that neck of the woods have that causes <laughs> long life wars. <laughs> yeah. like, we own Jerusalem. No, we own Jerusalem. The over the West Bank is down to two idiots <laughs> doing a podcast who can't quite make up their mind Yeah. what defines the West and East Bank. Shut the fuck up. Is that your mum or your dad? What happened? Is he doing that to you? Yeah, he is. Because I put do? my indicator on. And moved over because he wants to just cruise. Huh? What happened? Hang on. So we had a motorcyclist go past, stick his finger up at us. Yeah, he just wants to cruise. What? Well, did he not see you indicate or something? I think he did. I think what it was is motorbikes actually own the road (laughs) in Australia. And what he was expecting was me to be on the lookout for only him. Not other cyclists, not motorcyclists, not other motorists. I just need to make sure. What's his name? Well, don't worry, folks, because he went under Warren's wheels. Yeah, so he's, he's <laughs> That's right. But, we barely felt a, it. If you're concerned about our well-being, we're a, actually uh, totally fine. Medium hot chocolate, please. You can have whichever beverage you prefer. So we've gone to McDonald's for a bit of change of pace, back to the old school kind of podcast. But we will be going back to the uh, the cabin once we've got our beverages. Sounds ominous. Yeah, well, it is ominous. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hot chocolate. Medium hot chocolate, please, sir. I've missed this, Warren. Are you going to do an accent? I'm going to take your order. Fuck Hello, how are you going? Um, can I please... That's good. Uh, can I please get uh, a medium hot chocolate? Up the fucking... Uh, and a large mocha, Girl. please. Are they raised cream? Yes, please. He's got his magnetic blue eyes happening. A big greasy smile on his face. No worries, thank you. Here we go. 
He's going to slip her his number. Am I supposed to? On Big Walls! <laughs> Do you reckon this guy needs any more aerials? Just make sure the number, your phone number, is the only thing you slip her, Warren. <laughs> yeah, I think you do have to go back to wearing masks again. I think his name is Ariel. This guy in front of us? Yeah. What's he got? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's about five. Maybe he's an undercover espionage MI7 <laughs> he could, agent. He could be. He could be. <laughs> Who sometimes motorcycles on the weekends. Yeah, well, he would be a prick like that, wouldn't he? Yeah. Motorcyclists, uh, cyclists, taxi drivers... There's a whole bunch of wankers they're on the road. All, all shit, Gardeners. They? Sorry. Yes, thank you. Oh, sweetest thing. Baby's got blue skies up ahead. Thank you, you too. Jesus. He's laying on the charm thick tonight, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I said thank you. <laughs> yeah, but you did that. Thank you. <laughs> like you're just curling up into bed with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, that's, a, that's a ploy I pull on many people that I, I want to show gratitude to. I like them to feel... Glenn's a victim of that. They, <laughs> I would say he's a, a recipient. Recipient. Yeah, a yeah. victim is a little harsh. Yeah, that's I think. what all rapists say about their victims. <laughs> <laughs> she was a well, recipient, well, yeah. recipient of my You're swollen lucky I goods. I know you very well. Yeah. And as offensive as you tend to be, yeah. I know you don't mean any no, harm no, by it. Not, yeah. no, it's all just jokes. <laughs> that's right. And you don't tend to say it in front of other people no. normally. No, not yeah. normally. Yeah. Unless you're having a particularly bad day. <laughs> Do I? Well, if I'm having a bad day, I can be a bit more prickish. <sighs> no, no. I'm, oh, jo- I'm, oh, I'm okay. joking. Yeah, yeah, see, so that's, you joke about me being your a rapist. Your skills are so yeah. real that yeah. you had me there. It's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, uh, so going to take was, us a while to get over this one. I think so. I was back yeah. at work today, Big Woz. Oh, where, mate? Yeah, How Garden by Trade, as yeah. you know. <laughs> Um, and where the gardens the grass in was longer. Although it's dried out a little bit now, so yes. it's not quite spring anymore. No. So um, we're getting less rain, so everything dries out. Not so. quite spring. Well, it's summer, but, yeah, you know how, but you know how spring tends to hang on a little bit longer these days, Does I've it? noticed? Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. Okay. It's still getting... I mean, we've got fucking pouring down rain this, this weekend, I think, you know, so... I'd say that's benevolent. Thank you very Thank you much. very much. You too, thank you. Thank you. That is a great way to say thank you. Yeah. I'm a firm believer in that particular... When are you back at work? Delivery. I'm not going back. No? If, I'm retiring. That's it? You've yeah. quit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it for me, mate. Too many motorcyclists out on the road? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Too much stress. I would have been happy to hold that in the cup holder there. Well, you're a very giving person in that way, mate. Giving you time. Giving Smell of... marijuana out there. Really? Yeah, can you? Someone's... I reckon it's Ariel. Probably Ariel. Ariel. Yeah, MI7. Yeah. <laughs> That's his whole ploy. Yeah. His whole approach. What do you think of twins? What do, what do I think of Not the of movie. <laughs> Actually, I quite like twins. That's not a bad movie. I haven't seen it's it since I was nine. But, uh, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, admittedly, it has been a long time. Yeah. Um, no, the actual uh, what do I think of phenomena of twins. <laughs> I, th- <laughs> I think it's uh, it's one of those miracles of life, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty incredible. No, no it's pretty no. incredible. <laughs> Were you disappointed um, with my answer? No, no. It's just getting the ball rolling. Yeah, okay. um, I think it's absolutely fascinating yes. that... Well, uh, identical twins especially. And yes. identical uh, And you happen to have... Quadruplets. I uh, do have uh, identical twin nieces. Yeah. Yep. Uh, beautiful, lovely girls. Yes. Um, and they couldn't be more different. They look the same. Mm. But they couldn't be more different in yeah. personality. Yes. Where, I, where I've often heard that the twins are 
very, very similar in a lot of ways. Like, yes. really similar, like uncannily similar in their personal traits and, and interests and stuff like that. But, yeah, I find twins absolutely fascinating. Well, I, I happen to, not so much on my side of things. On your beloved side, though, yeah. But, yes, my beloved side of the family does actually have uh, a few sets of twins. Oh, really? Okay. Going yeah. on. I know yeah. one pair. Yeah, um, and... I would say the same. I would say for all of the things that are similar about yeah. twins, that they share so much, they really do differ in so many ways. And I think it's probably for all sorts of reasons. And even if they're similar as young kids, yeah, I think they almost purposely uh, move apart from that as they get older. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. there's some exceptions to the rule. Like I have seen some people that are... I mean, yeah, okay, we're only talking physically and I haven't known them. But they look like they actually, they adopt the same dress sense. They keep their, like, I, I saw a pair of... Tits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that was the male. Um, and that was just to set himself apart. Yeah. No, no, I... <laughs> I no, I'm I getting s- some fucking fakies so I don't look like you anymore, Peter. I saw a pair of... <laughs> A, a pair of twins who they would have been probably around sixty. Yeah. Um, bearded, and they were short, but they had the same sense of style. They had the same like beard grooming. Okay. Yeah. So it was actually like more like they'd gone with the same look, you know, as the out other. of choice. Well, I would have thought so, unless their, so, their parents are still around and but still what do you dress think them every what day. What do you think about parents that dress their twins identically? Come Identical here, Simeon. Come here, Damon. Yeah, what do you do think about hair? that? I don't think that's right, to be honest, to dress your twins exactly the same. I, part of part of the um, part of the cute part of it, I guess, is where you go, oh, that's, that's sweet. Yeah. But, yeah, I think you need to mark them as individuals yeah, from early on, Exactly, you? yeah. But maybe, maybe they maybe, maybe they, as babies you sort of go oh yeah but but as soon as they start understanding I think you need to stop that shit because they are individuals you know yeah, yeah that's it know. but but then you know think about uh, I wonder what the you get obviously you were just talk about identical twins identical triplets identical yeah. quadruplets yeah I haven't uh, seen many cases of that yeah but I wonder how many. Situations are around the world of well, identical quadruplets. Quadruplets, wow. Well, there's that famous um, story about the triplets uh, some years ago now yeah. where they'd all been separated at birth. You know that one in America? Okay. Um, they actually, when they all got together, they actually appeared on a movie called um, um, oh, Desperately Seeking Susan. They had a few cameos in a few movies because of because of they became famous because of this reason right and they young good looking blokes for the time yeah. like they've got afros and stuff but they okay. you know they they sported it well they yeah, wore yeah, it well yeah. but they so they didn't know each other at all all separated at birth and oh. adopted out by different families I see and then, I just, can I just say yeah, yeah. something when you said separated at birth yeah oh you thought Siamese twins I thought you meant conjoined oh yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. how many um, were there again three yeah, yeah, I just all, thought they were all, all joined, joined together. by the dick. <laughs> and they were very popular. Yeah. Because they'd all been joined together at some stage. They were all separate. And okay, the doctors so re- reattached them. Nah. So, yeah. So uh, they're actually, triplets. Yeah, um, they're all adopted out of different okay. families. And then one bloke, one of them, when he yep. was like, uh, he finished high school, went off to his, his college that he chose, his yep. university. And a guy came up to him and went, I say his name was Dean. He was like, Hey Dean, I didn't think you were coming here. I thought you were, you chose uh, UCLA or something. And the guy was like, "Sorry, man, I don't know." He goes, "It's me. Like, what? What 
are you talking about? You're being stupid. He goes, no, I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. And it turned out that this particular kid yeah. had gone to school with the, with the triplet's brother. Yeah, so then yeah. they got together. They figured out, went, oh, wow, this is uncanny. We only live around the corner from each other. That's insane. Yeah. And they became um, a news item. Right? right, that they found each other. The had, yeah. Then the third one saw the news item and oh. went, "What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's me. What there's the me. Hell? There's Go two on. of me over there. Oh, that's amazing. That's insane, isn't it? Imagine that's a great that. story. Yeah, and then they all became friends and they all started a business together, a restaurant, and then had a bit of a falling out over the business, unfortunately. Oh, but, um, really? Yeah, I don't know where it's ended now, but oh, wow. I think one of them passed away. Um, but I yeah. guess for all your similarities, if you'd grown up apart completely, yeah, very different. You still have to get to know each other. You know, from scratch almost. Yeah. There'll be a lot of instinctive things and similarities and things you've got in common. But yeah, yeah I'd imagine there would it would be almost like yeah, something like that would still be easy to have happen. Yeah. I mean, they could have had complete, completely different lifestyles. You know. Yeah. That's um, right. Which could cause a clash as well. But you know, who was a big fan of twins actually. A big fan of twins. Who's yeah. A big fan Joseph of Mengele. Yes. Remember him, Dr. Mengele? Yes, I do. The Nazi yes. scientist. He was Dr. a fan. Slash scientist. He was a fan. Of did a lot of experiments on twins and shit, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. was that because he was hell-bent on trying to like make more of the Aryan race? I think it was because he was a dish. fucking arsehole. <laughs> yeah. Most likely. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. yeah. Mostly. Yeah, fucking monster. I, I'm not entirely sure what would have driven that morbid fascination. Well, I guess he... Cause, cause that and was disregard, so... though. For the, for the for the test subjects, yeah, yeah, absolutely no regard for them. So yeah. it, you just go, what kind of evil fuck? Yeah, he used to befriend the children mm. because so that when he Uncle did come, Yosef? And, yeah, so yeah. when he did come and take them away, they were happily going on their merry way with him, you know, and he'd give them lollies and like kind of stuff. Absolutely, oh, sick stomach, stomach. Yeah. But I think because he was hell bent on making a super race, the Aryan race, yeah. um, he almost like a cloning sort of idea I think he had so he was like well okay if twins can be a thing oh, yeah. how do we manufacture that how do know? we do this again yeah again, yeah again, again, again. twisted thanks so, for trying so hard to get out of the way mate he did a great that job that old dude yeah. yeah well he is 85 so is he yeah, so Warren's run over a motorcyclist <laughs> and an old age pensioner uh, this who's evening. your guy with the dog he's oh still, yeah oh who's there is that, that his dog oh that's his dog is it I don't know actually I don't know who that is. Okay, we have a strange dog yeah. in Luke's property. Oh, I can't open that. It's not his dog. So a guy just walked past with his dog, but there's another little dog wandering around. And I it don't looks know. like a Siberian husky in, in miniature. In miniature, yeah. 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 Do you know if what you, you feel call, the bump. Do you know what you call um, female twins tits? <laughs> Twits. I just came up with that one, mate. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now he's let his dog off the leash and. Yeah, they're all going. So we're back at the. Go and have at him. Breed him. We're back at the. Breed him. Cabin, guys, and we'll be back shortly. Hey, Cenobite Queen from Instagram. Uh, just to let you know that during this difficult quarantine period, the only thing that's getting me through the day are the guys in the Fly on the Wall podcast. So next time you're in between your fifth bowl of cereal and your eighth wank of the morning, give these guys a listen. It's got everything you need to get you through the day. You are listening to Fly on the Wall Podcast, episode 142. My name is Luke. And my name is Big Balls. 
Let me ask you something if he was. Okay, I'm ready. Have you ever had a shower with a dog? (laughs) (laughs) I can confidently say no. Okay, well, on the weekend, I had a shower with two dogs. I've got two dogs, Ralphie and Eddie. Ralphie is a fox terrier and Eddie is a Jack Russell. And... I want Are the to bring details him... important in this story. Well, just to give the viewers <laughs> yeah. an idea visual, of yeah. how small they are. It was are. a Doberman, a Great Dane, and a Doberman <laughs> spit roasted me in the shower. Um, no, I. Uh, it was that Japanese dog with all the hair and the long oh, snout, the, wis- the wispy hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, actually, that'd be quite the scene in a in a shower. <laughs> <laughs> that to and a bald dog. and a bald cat. And this, yeah, one of those Egyptian type cats. Yeah, the ones you love. Yeah, Uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) You've talked about before on here. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Um, what an eclectic mix. It was stinking hot Mm. uh, the last few days, sort of thing. But uh, you know, a couple of days ago, and I didn't want to leave the dogs outside, so I sort of said to the wife, "Let's bring them in." She was keen to. She goes, "Oh, but they're dirty though." She goes, "Can we give them a wash or something?" They before? will be after five minutes of being in the shower. So I said, "Well, yeah, let's give them a bath or something." She goes, "Oh, not in a bath because they'll scratch the enamel." Okay. Um, I said, "What about like a tub out in the back decking or something?" She goes, "Oh, yeah." And I said, "Actually, what about a shower?" I said, "I'll jump in the shower with my jocks and t-shirt in case I scratch my nipples off," and because and also. I would have felt weird being in the nude with the dogs in the shower. So that's yeah, another that's, that's another key reason. Good on you, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm glad you So, about it. yeah, she handed them to me. Um, Eddie was first, and he didn't like it. He was kind of like, I kept him still, but he was very much like, I don't like this, Dad. I mm. want to get the fuck out of it mm. as soon as possible. So I just soaked him up, washed, rinsed him, and he was pretty much done. Um, and then the, the kids um, did a hairdryer on him. <laughs> but he was all sparkling clean he liked, after that. Did he like that? He didn't mind that part, okay, yeah. Right. But then, uh, but Ralphie, he was quite. I don't know if it was his age because he's very elderly now. He's fifteen, sixteen years old. Yeah. Um, it didn't face him at all. He didn't like the water going on his head. He, he wasn't sure what was happening. No, probably not. Yeah, yeah. he's deaf and blind. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so he's just like something's yeah. happening to me. Um, no, no, he's not blind. But yeah, but he was quite happy in okay. my arms and just washed him. And he just, he just didn't like. Excuse me, didn't like the water going in his face. Right. But other than that, that was it. Yeah. But they yeah. look like drowned rats when they got out of the yeah, water. Yeah, I can imagine they would. <laughs> yeah, so I'd, suggest, I'd well, strongly recommend it. You and Molly? I, I don't think Molly's... Jump in? No. <laughs> I, I think I would lose some part of my body Yeah, okay. by taking yeah. her in the shower. I mean, she's a lot bigger than your two dogs. Mm. She's a, a German short hair pointer. And she's very, I was going to say boisterous, but I think it's more passionate. With with Molly, she's more like I you want to be say, on top of you. You would say that I just want to be yeah. on top of you. Just to clear this up, everybody, Luke Luke has a special relationship with Molly. <laughs> I do. I love he her. looks at her and he sees a passionate dog. Yeah, I do. As opposed to a yeah boisterous, rambunctious, rampant. I can't. Dog. I can't help. I've never done the baby talk to babies. No. I've never done. Never done that. Not into that. That's because you're a cold-hearted asshole. That's pretty much. You're yeah. the Mengele of yeah. Melbourne. <laughs> you, wow, that's uh, that's a whole new low warrant. But thank you. Uh, um, but when it comes to Molly, and I don't yeah. do this to other dogs mm. either. But right. with Molly, I'm just like that's what, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say to all the dogs. Yeah, true. Yeah, they. Um, talking of animals, I did mm. want to give a bit of a shout out to our long-term listener and friend of the show, Mark Morin. Um, yes. Sadly, his uh, is it a lorikeet or a parakeet? Actually, it looks like a cockatiel. A cockatiel. Oh, I think you're right. I think it is a cockatiel. Because yeah. I happen to have a cockatiel myself. So yeah. Oh, that's right. You do. Cheeky. Caesar. 
Yeah, is Caesar. Yeah, Caesar. Yeah. Mark Morin's uh, bird. Caesar passed away. So I just wanted to say uh, a big sorry for that, Mark. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's very sad. And it did get me thinking about when pets pass away or when pets get sick and all that kind of stuff because he's been around this bird for years and years and years. Mm. So you can't help but they become part of your family. You know, they, they really do. Whether it's a bird or a fish or a cat or a dog, whatever, or a jaguar, um, you can't help but they just become part of your family. So it made me wonder, have you had many pets that you've um, lost over the years, as in died, or um, have you... Or an, an extra part to that question, have you ever had that comp, that um, decision-making time when you go, something's up with the, with the animal, mm. I need to take it to the vets, it could be meaning that it's going to be put down, or it could be very, very expensive, and what do you do in that situation? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I think one of the... both probably the most beautiful things about pets but also the most tragic things about being a pet owner in whatever regard is that it does teach you about loss yeah it, and if you have them as children and you have pets you do learn about that loss mm. relatively early depending on the animal and all that sort of thing um i would say the earliest one that i remember was our dog nina nina okay yeah. um who my parents had had her for a long time mm. uh before they had children as right. well, a couple of years. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, and then, I can't remember exactly how old I was, but I must have been 12. Yeah, okay. Something like that. So she'd been with the family for a very long time. Yeah. And I remember how torn up everybody really was. Yeah. But I was still probably a little emotionally immature, but it was really sad Yeah. to say goodbye. So you <laughs> knew what was going to happen? We, we sort of had a day... Okay, where we yeah. were aware where she was going to be taken to the vets. Yeah. Okay, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she was very unwell at that stage. Yeah. And then we buried her in our garden. Yeah, and okay. And we put like this Oh, so your dad or mum took her to the vets and brought her home again? Yeah, very well. okay. we brought okay. her home. I like that though, actually. Uh, it was I, nice uh, to I like it in the sense that she came home and you could bury her. And like I think that's it. And I think that that was important for, for my mum and dad as well. Mm. And then we put this little, I don't know, we had a little gemstone thing. So we marked the grave. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so for years afterwards, we knew exactly where she was yeah um i don't actually think it's marked anymore oh I mean, okay you know yeah. it was, it was... Oh, so it was the house that your mum and dad are in yeah yeah okay, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. um so yeah that was that was pretty affecting and i mean we, we had dogs since that but didn't yeah i remember scamp same. yep what happened to scamp scamp became old and oh, i think okay. i perhaps you'd by, moved that out by that stage already moved out yeah right so i don't want to sound heartless but maybe my connection was different yeah no that's, that's same fine, with yeah. their next dog hamish yeah um D- totally different kind of connection. Yeah, we'd had a ferret right. called Monty. Yeah, through. but it didn't seem like <laughs> we had him for, for ages. I, he, he was very much a Monty. Yeah, he died. I, I don't know what he did, but he must have broken his back or something. Oh shit! Okay, that, that was kind of a bit of a shock. Yeah, we had Snowy the yeah. rabbit. Right. Um, who I think just just died one day. Oh, okay, so that, that don't live long anyway. Uh, rabbits and guinea pigs and stuff, they don't tend, and, and budgies, they don't tend to Well, my son long. had a guinea pig. Yeah. Um, and so that was probably our first taste as, you know, me as a as a father. Yeah. And my kids experience Trying to explain it to him and stuff, yeah. Was the guinea, the guinea pig. Yeah. Because um, he named him. Because um, he's from Papua New Guinea. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> he was a native. Um, that he just died one day yeah and yeah it wasn't great he was very upset about yeah that. okay and uh yeah but i actually had a dog prior to that with my ex um before we had kids oh yeah yeah was that bella 
Oh, Bella. I forgot about Bella. Bella yeah. was a little runt of the litter and a bit of a crossbred right. thing. And, yeah. But she was a beautiful, very feisty little thing. Yeah. And uh, we'd had her maybe, and this is this was the ultimate tragedy. We'd probably had her two and a half, three years. Yeah. And, and that's from being a puppy. Yeah. So she wasn't very old. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know what happened. Oh, okay. And that was the big thing. So she was paralysed from... Uh, her waist uh, down. Was this when you were living a bit further out? Yeah, yeah. So I wonder if she's been was bitten by a snake or something. Perhaps. Because that's quite common. You know, and, we, and we couldn't... Uh, we, we took her to the vet and everything. Yeah. At that stage, I mean, some people would sacrifice all sorts of things to be able yeah, to, yeah. you know, give them the care that they needed. Yeah. Unfortunately, that wasn't the decision we made, mm-hmm. and I just didn't have the financial means to, to be able to do it. They yeah. said three yeah. to $4,000. Yeah. And that was to hard, not necessarily it? fix it. Yeah. That okay. was just to investigate and oh, well. find out. Yeah. And yeah. so there was no promise of, of it being a possibility of repair. So we we put her down uh, the day after I'd found her like that. Yeah. Because they just said, well, there's, there's, no, there's no toileting control. There's no, they're like totally par- paralyzed yeah, from the wow. waist down. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was really hard. That would have been tough, yeah. I must I admit, I was, I was pretty shattered about it. That's yeah. the most shattered I've ever been. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just came home after it, and I'm just in pieces. Yeah. Much yeah, more sadly, well, I mean, I'm sure you could probably agree anyway. There are relatives you lose. Yeah. And you can be very philosophical about it, and you can be upset and sad. But something about the loss of a pet, yeah. That, you, that you've been responsible for. Yeah, that's right. It's taken different. care of. Very different. Yeah. There's a loss you experience, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's very affecting. So yeah. I was yeah, I was pretty shattered with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah How about yourself, one? Uh, well, there's sort of four occasions that come to mind. The one, the first one, actually, you just jogged my memory before. The very first one was I was only six, and it was a guinea pig. Mm. Um, just before we came out to Australia from England. Um, you know how the like a school sometimes in the classroom they might have the the classroom pets. Um, I think you were the classroom pet. Yeah, <laughs> no, I had a mask though with ears on it yeah. at least, <laughs> yeah. so it sort of changed the the. Visual. But we in our class we had two guinea pigs, yeah. and um, uh, it came to a point where they were like, "Hey, we're not going to keep the guinea pigs." They anymore. were twins, weren't they? <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> um, does anyone want to take them home and keep them? Now, we oh, didn't, right. at this point, we didn't know we were coming to Australia. So okay. I was like, yeah, oh, that'd be awesome. Put my hand up, went home and asked mum and dad, and they said, yeah. So we were lucky enough that the school gave us the cage, gave us everything we sort of needed to set it up, and it was great. And they lasted a little while, but then then with the decision was made, we were going to be going to Australia. So I was ah. a bit sad at the prospect of leaving them. But then a friend of the family said she'll take them for us. And then not long before I finished at, up at the school, because it was my job to go and feed them in the morning. So I'd always go in there, give them both a cuddle, like separately. Uh, there was a boy called Moss Chops and a girl called Sarah. Sarah had like long, wispy white hair. Moss Chops was like brown, black and white. And yeah, went in there, um, picked up Sarah, and she was stiff as a plank. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I just... I hate to say it, but a six-year-old kid, I just threw her. I just threw her back into the cage. Like, just didn't place her down. I just went, like, just, like, freaked out. So if she wasn't already dead. (laughs) She was fucked after that, yeah. (laughs) Died from a brain aneurysm. Yeah, Yeah. so I I dropped her, ran inside, and just shouted, Sarah's dead. 
Um, and yeah, so that was that was the first. And then we buried her out in the back. <laughs> Warren stifling a laugh. I I kept my composure the whole time. You talking about your fucking ferret called Monty? <laughs> no, it was actually just the visual of Sorry, you yeah. yelling Sarah's dead. Oh, yes, yeah. Sarah's dead. Yes. Which would have been that that particular house, right? Mm. The neighbours, the neighbours, the yeah. neighbours must well, have thought because it was only a few years, four years earlier, yeah. when I fell out of a two-story window there, and Julie, my sister, ran around to mum saying Luke's dead. So the neighbours probably just think we've got all these kids that no, that's the next one they're killing off. Yeah, I think that's but, uh, what I was laughing. At. So no, I wasn't actually laughing at the death. Oh, okay, pet. thank you. I thank do you. promise. Um, but then we buried her. But then my twisted mind, me and my friends, a couple of weeks later, did you reanimate her? We dug her up to have a look. Oh god! And it was just like um, she'd liquefied. And it was just a, a gluttonous mess. So, and I just got upset and we quickly covered her over again. I was, I was expecting like a skeleton or something. I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. But Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was the I first. think you should refrain from telling us too much about your childhood because there's always a dark uh, story. There is a bit, yeah. That's why you didn't set fire to the corpse. <laughs> yeah. Like a Viking yeah. burial. Yeah, here's I've seen idea. it on Vikings. So well, just not? get one yellow pages. Oh, yeah. Place Sarah upon on it. On top it. And then just... It, yep. Light it up. That would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, so then the next one I would say was, um, uh, yeah, I oh, know. Actually, still in England, before the the uh, guinea pig mm. incident. Actually, so this wasn't a death, but this was. Um, I was out playing with my friends, and this stray dog befriended me out of nowhere. It just it, it was a mongrel dog. You could tell it was like skinny and it was pretty yeah. rough around the edges. Didn't have a collar. And it just, for some reason, even though me and all my mates were mm. out playing, it just stuck with me. And I saw I... you as a meal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's the weakest yeah. of the pack. I'll he's bring tallest, him down. but he's <laughs> the weakest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I just loved him. I just was like, wow. And he followed me around. I patted him. I was mm. very protective as well because the other boys were sort of a bit mean to him, wanting mm. like like poking with sticks and oh. stuff. So I got a bit fired up and wanting to fight them like to protect the dog and yeah. it was my dog suddenly you know even though i hadn't asked mum and dad if i yeah. could keep him anyway so brought him home and mum fell in love with him mum was like oh he's actually really sweet and she goes oh we're gonna have to ask your dad though so he was the he was gonna be the hard one you yeah. know to convince because he doesn't like animals full stop okay much. he's just not an animal person yeah, you know enough. most people are yeah dad isn't right, <laughs> right. um anyway so I was patting him, playing with him. We got him some food and water and stuff. And he just seemed so happy to be with me. And I felt, it sounds silly now, but I felt special. I felt like, oh, this dog's chosen me. <laughs> like, why me? But at the same time, I was like, wow, we'll be best friends. And anyway, so then dad came home. Must have been at work or something. Dad mm. came home and then dad was like, where's the dog from? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And I told him the story. It was sitting in his chair. And then... <laughs> <laughs> and then he went into the kitchen, right, into the house. I was outside still. He went into the house and must have had a conversation with mum. And mum told me years later that she was softening him up. Like she was sort of saying, oh, you know, it'd be nice for Luke. And anyway, so dad came around the corner. And I think he, I think this is the story that's right. He had something in his hand, like he was going to be doing some gardening or something. And the dog freaked and went for dad. And I think oh. it bit him on the leg, or not not severely, oh. but got his teeth onto his leg. And Dad had to, like, kick him off, and then that was it. The dog Of was... course. So yeah, then yeah. I remember, so, like, when I think about it now, I think, yeah, fair enough. So it was rabid. We don't, well, we don't. Yes. <laughs> it was a rabid, a rabid dog. <laughs> Wild dog. Yeah. That wanted to Festering, hump me. <laughs> maggot, maggot harvesting. But, um, yeah. and I remember, I don't know where we went. We must have been going to the vets, but... 
well, I was in the back seat with the dog. Yeah. And the dog just put his head on my lap and just looking up at me. And we just drove. It felt like forever. We drove to the vets and then mm. we got the dog went away. And I don't know if it was the pound or the vets yeah. or whatever, but yeah. that was it. Yeah, I was devastated. Absolutely devastated. Um, and then, uh, yeah. I'll do the uh, the last one now. Um, so That's thunder. Right. You can go as long as you need to. No, 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 because I'm waffling now. It was a budget. It was a budgie. It was a budgie called Beefer, and I was pretty sad when he died. Okay. I had him for three years. Beefer budgie. And did uh, you wear one of those beef eater furry hats? Don't be disrespectful. He was a great budgie. <laughs> um, no, I think a, a, a budgie with a beef eater on would be quite actually funny. look pretty yeah, awesome. Quite pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, there they go. There's a cooker barrel sits in I'm dry. Um, yeah, so then he died. That was sad. And the weird part was mum thought it was um, the cat was missing the bird because we buried the bird out in the back garden and the cat would go and lay on the grave. And mum would be like, oh, isn't it cute? Like, Mr., that was the name of the cat, is missing beef. And I was like, no, nah, I think he can just smell death. Mm. And he's like, oh, I'd like to eat that. Mm. <laughs> I would say so. But then my dog Thunder, who I think I've spoken about before on this podcast, I plan on getting a tattoo of him one day. He was the greatest dog in the world. And he was my best friend. And uh, long story short, Thanks. we... Um, with my ex and I, we moved into a place that just wasn't suitable for the dog, unfortunately. Uh, there's more to it than that. But, yeah, just basically was, wasn't suitable. We put up say a that. fence for it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm talking oh, okay. the second house. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was a great house. That was yeah, perfect yeah. for him. Yeah. But, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, the decision was made that I had to get rid of him. And I, took, I found a place that had a no-kill policy. They basically adopt the animals out. They don't put them down and if after three months they can't find someone for you then they'll call you and say you have to come and get him so i liked that i thought yeah. okay well that's better than anything else yeah so i took him to this place and i was fine like uh, the guy was a bit of a prick he just came in we just went to take him and i just said oh can i say goodbye and like gave him a cuddle and stuff like that and then when i walked i held it together then when i walked out the the door and was walking to my car i so i was like what was i 27 or something mm. i bawled like a little boy, like I hadn't cried for years. And probably not since. Just probably not, yeah. yeah. But just absolutely blubbered all the way to the car. And because it was a decision that you'd was, effectively made as well. So yeah. So probably all, a, a lot of feelings all built up in that. Yeah, yeah, release. there was a lot going on yeah. uh, behind the scenes as well. But yeah, but yeah that was, uh, like, that was one of the most hardest things I've ever had to do. So that's when I decided that I'll never let you go, Warren. <laughs> are you going to send me to one of those no kill shelters no yeah. not even that I'm no. hanging on to you gorgeous Glenn yeah. little Keith no matter what well, never going to give a friend away again that's, that's beautiful that's alright we'll go thing. to a quick break and come back with Cribs oh, oh god that feels good oh, that feels almost as good as flying the wall podcast Uh, it's actually the Crips, C R I P S. You were tricking everybody, weren't yeah. you, mate? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good on you. Uh, so yeah, as uh, well, we skipped one last week, but um, for the last few weeks, we've um, been talking about gangs, um, and it's a bit of a prelude into our ongoing saga that we've uh, got going. We've got chapter four t- with for you tonight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, stumbled a bit there. So this uh, this little read through, yep, is about the Crips. We talked about them. 
the Bloods last the Bloods, time. Yep. Uh, two very prominent gangs in the US and particularly the LA sort of scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think probably at their height in the late 80s, 80s. early 90s. Yep. Yep. But yeah, here we go. The Crips are a predominantly African-American gang that originated sometime between the mid-1960s and 1971 in South Central LA, California. The origin of the Crips is highly mythologized. Is that how we should say? Oh, that's a tough word. Mythologicalized? I don't even know. Myth- Mytholo- Mythologicalized. Yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one. Mythologized. Here we go. Mythologized. Mythologized. And facts are different to separate from myth. One of the most common versions involves Raymond Lee Washington of the East Side Crips and Stanley Tukey Williams of the West Side Crips uniting their two gangs. Tukey. That sounds cute. It does, right? Is he a cute guy? I don't know. <laughs> Probably wore a jaunty thing with his uh, headscarf. Yeah. Uh, uniting their two gangs to form a political organisation that would combat gang violence. Mm. While the early group was inspired by the Black Panthers' mission to give communities control over their neighbourhoods, the Crips later evolved into a violent street yeah, gang, of course it is. Yeah. as is often the case by the, the looks of it. Yeah. In his autobiography, Stanley Williams claimed that he and Washington founded the gang in 1971 with noble intentions, without any influence from the Black Panthers to provide protection from street violence, but eventually steered the gang toward violence. Alternatively, the United States Department of Justice and some social scholars claim that Raymond Washington solely founded the gang in the mid-60s to imitate the Black Panther Party and older LA gangs. It's universally agreed upon, however, that most of the members in the gang's early years, including its two supposed founders, were less than 18 years of age. Oh, wow. One of the most commonly cited sources is a Los Angeles Sentinel article from February 1972, which claimed that the Crips were named after members of gangs who carried canes as Crips. Oh, okay. Cripples. Right, okay. Uh, Williams claimed in his autobiography again that the gang originally referred to themselves as Cribs, but members simply mispronounced the, the name and it evolved into the Crips. Oh, there you go. Ah, okay. So I was close. Well, you're on the ball. They referred to themselves <laughs> as Cribs. Yeah, right. So you okay. were just old school. Yeah, that's right. That's you. Maybe I've heard it that way before. Mm. Cribs, Crips. Well, yeah. it Bloods sounds, and the Cribs. It could be convincing to someone who knew less. <laughs> <laughs> Another story claims that the name Crips was originally short for Continuous Revolution in Progress. Oh, well. Yeah. By 1972, the Crips were identified by the LA Police Department as an increasingly violent and dangerous syndicate composed of at least six loosely organised gangs or sets. The number of sets increased to 45 by 1978, continued to expand at an even more rapid rate when the gang began to produce and distribute uh, PCP, I was oh, going to try okay. and read the full name there, but I'm not going to try. Nah, we know what it is. <laughs> Supposedly, one consequence of the Crips' aggressive expansion was the unification of smaller rivals into the infamous Bloods gang. The Bloods-Crips rivalry has become so heated that it's become widely featured in movies, rap songs, and television, as I'm sure most people yeah. listening would know in would some know, yeah. degree. Right? PCP, for those people unsure, it means uh, pretty cool pharmaceutical. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> Another fact from Luke. <laughs> Big hello to all our drug uh, manufacturers out there. <laughs> drug adult manufacturers. In the early 80s, Crips sets began to distribute crack cocaine. The huge profits from this drug's distribution allowed the gang to expand to new markets in other Californian cities and eventually to other states. The gang continued to grow in the 90s and today they are one of the largest street gangs in the country. 
Although it is difficult to estimate the exact number Crips in the country because of their loose organization, sorry, the exact number of Crips, the United States Department of Justice claims there are currently upwards of 35,000 members. That's a few, yeah. Divided between 800 sets in 48 states. Wow. So, so are they are they the still they're still feuding then, the Bloods and the Crips. I think that's one of those things where now it is it is part of history. Yeah, isn't it? So even if the maybe the core reasons yeah. for their formation have changed, yeah, and maybe the the way that they're managed and run has changed slightly, I feel like they'll always have. This so you idea reckon they become a, a bit more of an organised. Maybe not thing, though. I think it's almost level. it's almost myth. Okay. Okay. Everyone yeah. know. I'm sure people there know yeah. enough about the stories. Yeah. Well, you know what I reckon. Everyone in the Bloods. Yeah. Knows everything about the Bloods. Oh yeah. Okay. Or they know at least about what it means to be a Blood. Yeah. Like I don't who who could. I'm sure they don't even know how it was formed yeah. originally. Yeah. It's just all about the passion of the Brotherhood. Or yeah, that's whatever. right. Same could be said. For I the think Crips, I'd sure. prefer to be a Blood only because the name is pretty. Straightforward and kind of cooler. Well, you wouldn't have messed that up as much. No, as exactly. Those. I don't want to get confused with the blues. Bees, my bees and the my blues. bees. Yeah. I'm part of the blues. <laughs> the blood. The bloods. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's the Crips. But the Crips. There is. Colors, colors, kick, kick, colors. There is a. I don't want to. I don't use the wrong descriptive word, but. They'll be listening. The so hip hop songs, yeah. but the hip hop, the rap, yeah. the the street sort of culture, the way you know the corner boy sort of mentality, mm. the drive bys, the drive bys, yeah, cool. even just the overall vibe of what we've seen presented. Yeah, yeah, at, yeah. over the years through the there Hollywood is something eye. Interesting yeah. about it. Though, oh yeah, for sure. It? Yeah, it's very tribal almost. It isn't is. It? Well, all gang, all street level gangs is tribal in a way. You know, like this is our area. We, yeah. you know, what are you doing here? And we own this, and we own that. If you had a militant group, yeah, coming in on your zone, yeah. And you knew that the only way to effectively defend it was to actually do the same, yeah. Which was to Violently. get out there on the street, yeah. and watch them, That's and right, make sure yeah. they stayed away. I can see why it would yeah. become a thing, and and down there where it's like a grid layout, yeah. You would, you would end up, you know, patrolling certain blocks, yeah. Feeling like, right, well, this is my territory. We'll protect this, and you think you're protecting your family and your friends and all that kind of I'm stuff. I'm sure there's but... a lot of misplaced. Are this, feelings of like, yeah, I just honor. I think violence can sometimes fix things, but I think mm. when it's uh, steeped in that much history, yeah. then there's no end to it. It just keeps going. Like who's right, who's wrong? You've yeah. got these uh, I don't know these feelings of animosity towards each other that stretch through generations. You know, and you probably and just, can't explain, but you know, nah. your dad or your uncle yeah. or your your older cousin told you something. That's right, and yeah. it's angered you. Yeah, and that's fueled your angst about Much it. Much the same as like soccer teams in England, or yeah. even footy teams here to that's a lesser true. extent. It does get footy, as violent though. Soccer England. teams in England does, yeah, fucking hell. They West, are West Ham, as, Liverpool. They fucking they are classed kill as each gangs. other. Yeah, they kill each other. They're firms. They call the, they call themselves firms because that sounds a bit more professional, but they're wow. not professional. They're just hooligans. <laughs> the, the, something that stuck with me back when we in was it year eleven history? Yeah, where we did we did do. We did the uh, uh, Black Civil Rights. Black Civil Rights. We also and did I, World War Two. I we? think that during the Civil Rights, you know, lessons and everything, yeah. it probably took us through some of those periods of time as well. Yeah. Where you're just talking about, I guess, the the differences. Yeah. And, and the way the, these places evolved. Yeah. 
But what always interested me, whether I found it out there or I heard it somewhere else, mm. people, whether through it be by poverty or lack of knowledge of the outside world, yeah. these people that, that defend their block, some of those people live maybe only a few miles from the Pacific Ocean yeah. on their, on, at the west of their, where they are. No, I have never seen it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That blows my mind. I always found that very interesting. Yeah. That, you know, they would never think, well, let's just go to the beach. <laughs> let's forget all about this warfare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And but, go to the beach. But some people live for that shit, you know? like well, That's, that's all that matters. It you wake up. Everything. It's like soccer. Like some people just live and breathe in England, soccer. Like yeah. That's all they live, football, they call it. Yeah. But that's all they care about. It's all they talk about. It's all they think about. And they live for the weekends to go off to the stadium and see their, their team and play. And chew the seats apart with Well, with yeah. Anchor. And yeah. if they see the opposing team mm. fans walk in the streets, yeah. they'll go after them. Yeah. Just because they support a different... To me, it just boggles the mind. You I mean, there's go, a little bit of that here with our football, with AFL. Yeah, I think there's jeering. There's, there's like nothing like Wind each other up. But you'll see the stadiums uh, here in Australia... Mm. There'll be a mix. You'll have Collingwood yeah. supporters mixed oh, yeah. in with St Kilda supporters, whatever. Whereas over there, them off, yeah, you have to be on the other side of the pitch. Otherwise, it's fucking anarchy, you know? It's just insane to my mind. Like, I, part of me goes, okay, yeah, it's great to be that passionate about mm. your team or about whatever, but not when it <laughs> takes you to a point you want to be violent to anyone who opposes your opinion. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's just insanity. Imagine if you were just... You know, like a super passionate person, but really nice, right? Yeah. You held no animosity towards any other team. Yeah. In England. And, uh, you know, one day you just get a little misguided in the queue. Yeah. Right? So you, you've ended up on the other side <laughs> oh, in the midst of a Jesus sea. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what do you think the chances are of oh, getting out there survival. Un- unmolested? I'd be slowly peeling off my scarf and beanie and just yeah. hiding it. <laughs> oh, okay, right. So <laughs> yeah. as soon as that revelation dawned. Yeah, oh, shit. I, I love... West Ham. I, I <laughs> yeah. love it. I love it. <laughs> I've been passionate about it for years. But it's just nuts, though, I think. But, um, but yeah, anyway, that's the way the world is, I suppose. The gang mentality, I think it comes right back down to school level, doesn't it? Oh, it does, yeah. As soon as you're in school, you have a group. You want to, you you wanna, yeah, you want to um, gravitate to people that are the same as you yeah. to a degree, you know? So whether you... you you know, defend that group with a violent attitude mm. or an exclusive attitude. Yeah. Like, I'm going to exclude you because you're not like us. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to, yeah, you're too Which you nerdy. Think, do you, you think know, that was us? I think everyone does it automatically you to think, a degree. Like, say, our, our four, yeah. our posse, which obviously there was outsiders, not outsiders, but there was, Every a, there time was an you extension use the word that. like posse, it sounds a lot cooler than what we actually <laughs> kind of emanate. Our little crew, yeah. our firm. <laughs> our set. Um, but yeah. I, I've always believed that we weren't the absolute, like, shit of the school. This is, yeah. And we weren't the jocks belief. of the school either. Not at all. We were somewhere in between. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, though? Uh... To a degree, yeah. yeah. I think I think the difference is if you know people, yeah. If you're a decently confident enough person to yeah. to be able to speak to other people That's outside right. of your own friendship group, yeah. You're going to get to know people in other classes. Which we were. We were That's those right. people. Yeah. And I think that's where the difference lies. Mm. So you'll you'll talk to you know. Let's. I hate to label them, but you know, there's this jock in art. Yeah. And you end up talking to them because yeah. you, you like what they and do. And he's away from his group. So he talks to you. Yeah. And you end up going, oh, we've actually got some common ground here. Yeah, but get out in the playground and he's then, like, you fucking geek. Yeah, never call it a playground again. 
<laughs> at a high school level. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's um, a no no. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, and then same could be said for any other level. But mm. I think if you're reasonably confident, that's where the difference is. If you're really shy and closed off, yeah, and you really shrink at yeah. the the idea of even talking outside of your little group, yeah, that's only going to make it more dramatic. Yeah, that's right. I think, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and particularly. And this is just the way that people work. I think it works at adult level, but it particularly works when you're a young, middle teenager. Mm. You look at a dress sense yep. and a hairstyle, yep. it's enough to judge that character. Oh, yeah, very much so, yeah. Particularly at a time, and I don't know how, I think there's, I think if anything, it's more diverse now. Oh, really? I think there's so many. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Little. Subgenres of, of whereas like, with us groups. it was kind of like you had your grunge, well, which was is grunge. what we were, and then yeah. you had your homies that we called them, yeah. um, your jocks, yeah. your skaters. There was a few. There was a few, and then there was like goths. Your, your um, emo was around. Alt, but yeah. Your alternative. Goth. Yeah, yeah. You know, they'd mm. be a little, just a little odd, yeah, a little okay. different. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess there's that. There is that mentality. There's mm. that gang mentality. Yeah. Where you're like, well, don't go talk to... Why would you go talk to them? But I I think the thing is, though, like, I would have... um, And we probably did, but I would have protected our little uh, firm Mm. um, (laughs) violently, if needed, Mm. but we weren't outwardly violent towards other (laughs) other groups. I think we like to to talk about that. Yeah. And fantasise about that. Yeah. Like, what would happen if... Oh, yeah. And you'd come yeah. up with a situation, you know, yeah, man, or jump on and fucking, you know. Yeah. But I, yeah, I mean, I don't think I was that kind of person ever. I, th- no, I know I think that you. The school that I went school, to, yeah, before we joined with your high school. You um, did have a, an English soccer team. <laughs> a little bit. Member, sort you, of. You, you, had, you sort of flew by, the, and, and Glenn can attest to this. Because yes. him and I were at the same high school uh, in the early days, year seven, eight, and nine. Yeah. And it was, you didn't know what was going to happen in a day. You didn't know if the group was going to turn against you, like your class was going to turn against you and suddenly you're going to be wedged against the pole or if you're going to get into a fisty cuffs with the other class yeah. or a rock war or what I mean we we had a battle with fisty um, cuffs aren't fluffy handcuffs anybody who doesn't know that's actually a, quite a violent that's fight that's an Aussie term isn't it using, fisty cuffs I don't know what it is mate oh, but, I've only ever heard I, Aussie say I just thought I'd uh, I'd bring it down because everyone else going fisty cuffs <laughs> yeah. sounds like a fluffy toy that you use to uh, into a what just a brawl then yeah um, <laughs> yeah, brawl yeah I mean I, yeah I don't know I just think uh, yeah that that those early years were they were tough years they yeah. were definitely you had to be tough to make it you couldn't be a, a soft a wallflower <laughs> well not just that yeah. but you couldn't if someone wanted to go you you kind of had to do it you mm-hmm. know. Um, if someone picked on you, you kind of had to fire back. You couldn't be meek and mild and sort of, um, or polite about Lord it. Lord of the Flies kind of situation. Yeah, where yeah. The environment was different enough from where I was. Yeah. Um, which was co-ed. Yeah. But I don't think that was the only thing. I think there must have been a different attitude it definitely from was. teachers. I, th- I think it was the teachers, but yeah. also you've got to remember the history of the school I went to was uh, originally all-boys school yeah. and it was a tech school, so yeah. it was a trade school. And it was known for drugs and violence. Like, it was actually known for that. Yeah, but so so here we go. Yeah. And the teachers, the teachers were honed to that kind of... That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So you, now we're talking about the gang, gang mentality. Uh, I can't even say it properly. Yeah. The gang mentality again. Yeah. Where you're saying, well, so the school has to have that reputation because it's always had that reputation. Yeah, yeah. So how long does it take a school 
to rebrand themselves from mm. that kind of thing. Yeah. They had to literally yeah. be absorbed <laughs> by, by into your a, school. Yeah. a better school. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, no, but, but your school, like, you can look at it two ways. I When we first went there, <laughs> we saw it as very soft. Yeah. We saw the blokes as... You would have. Like, yeah, yeah, very soft. Yeah. And, but at the same time, there was very attractive girls. That's right. So that was the, that was the plus. That was the <laughs> bonus. And then I think what naturally happened, we... Well, obviously befriended you and others and, yeah, we, and yeah. we like I don't know it softened us we made us put our guard down a little bit I think and go oh this is alright I this think is, everyone this looked, is better yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone looked bemused a lot of the time yeah like you're like is this is this real yeah is this actually real because I think I think there was an element well I know I did uh, there was an element for me where we heard that the Pembroke kids were a bit worried and then we also heard that the girls were looking forward to seeing all these bad boy tech boys. Yeah. And the Pembroke boys were like, we'll fucking fight them. So yeah. we were kind of like, so okay. We'll fight them. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Let's go. No worries. <laughs> so our mentality was yeah. we'd, we'd walk into a classroom, go straight to the back. Yeah. And that's what we did at the other school. We weren't yeah. doing it to be cool. We just always went to the back and just put our shit down. And That's put a lot our feet of on the table. Along the back of the room, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. When you all did it at the other school. <laughs> I'd say the yeah. majority of us didn't give a fuck about the uniform, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then we suddenly went to this school where uniform, like you got a detention for yeah. not wearing a uniform yes. correctly. And when we went into class, everyone got their books out and was ready to learn. And it was such a culture shock. We we're like, what? <laughs> and at first, there was an abrasiveness. There was a feeling of like, what the fuck? Yeah. But then, yeah, bit by bit, we I think we none without saying it because none of us would have admitted it. But it was a kind of a, well, we kind of felt like, oh, this is kind of cool, you know? And I think the the big thing was the girls. So we all softened. We all went, well, we hardened in a way. Yeah. But when it came to the girls. (laughs) Well, look, I guess this is the thing. Yes, (sighs) there's a certain element, I'm sure, that would have, you know, the bad boy element Mm. appeals. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Um, To a point. Yeah. So I suppose if you were always disruptive, loud, disrespectful, everything, that would Maybe that first impression would yeah. be kind of like, ooh, yeah. you know. But I guess it doesn't last long before you're just a pain in the ass. That's right, yeah. Compared That's to right. everyone else. And I think so some of does... us adopted the, the new way of life easier than others. Yes. I remember one boy called Jimmy. Do you remember him? I won't uh, say his surname, nah. but he was fucking nuts, first of all. He would <laughs> yeah. just kill a person at the drop of a hat <laughs> yeah. like if it, the person annoyed him. I remember one you time... You had a burial plot do you remember... back at the school, didn't you? For, for <laughs> do you Jimmy's remember victims? Scott? Who was very annoying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, because I suffered say him his through primary school as well. Well, Jimmy didn't suffer him. No. So we were in maths one day, and Scott was poking him with a ruler yeah. and going, "What's wrong, Jimmy? He What's wrong?" Ability, and Jimmy yeah. looked. Jimmy had dead eyes. Yeah. His eyes were black. I don't know what color they were meant to be, but I looked at him, and I got along with him really well. But he mm. had dead eyes, and I don't know if he, I don't know if he had a trouble like yeah. home life or what. But he was, yeah. He had two. He had two he sides. He was yeah. fucking insane, yeah. and then he was nice to you, nice as punch to you. Yeah. But this day, he warned Scotty as well. That's yeah. the thing. I'm sort of sitting there going, Scotty, you need to stop, you yeah. know, because I know what's coming. Yeah. And Jimmy looked at Scotty. So Scotty's poking him with the ruler. Scott had no ability. To no. Do that. I, I Jimmy looked that. at him, yeah. cold, dead eyes, <laughs> and just said, "Stop it," like that. And Scott smiled, smirked, did it one more time. Jimmy leapt out of his seat. Grabbed Scott by the scruff of the neck, threw him, and then Scotty was so scared he got under the table, and Jimmy had the ruler. He'd taken the ruler out of Scotty's hands and was banging the side of the 
of the table, Doing standing the standing on top of the desk, banging I'm the side of the table, you. going, I'm going to fucking get you, <laughs> like that. And Scotty was like, stop it, Jimmy, stop it. And we're all laughing because we're thinking, well, Jim, fucking Scotty brought it upon himself. And I don't know, the teacher was out of the room. Wow. But then, yeah, I think Jimmy got expelled for that, actually. But You know, yeah. people that are serious. Whereas at the other school, Jimmy would have been awarded. We <laughs> <laughs> all carry him on your shoulders. See, that Scott had an ability as like a serial pest. You know when they he talk was... about people in the media and they're yeah. like a serial oh, pest. Yeah, yeah. They turn up at this event. Yeah. They streak at this football game. Yeah. They they start asking obnoxious questions to this politician. Yeah. They just like to be noticed. The more annoyed you got, the funnier he thought it was. He yeah, was one of those he was kids. one of those people. Yeah, and it was idiot. infuriating. Yeah. And his face infuriated me. As yeah, soon as I saw his face, he had weird, smirky, blubbery <laughs> lips and beady eyes, and I just wanted to slap his fucking face off his head. I remember he did something similar to me for a long time. Now, I'm not fired up. It's been <laughs> 25 years. I'm nowhere near like uh, Jimmy, yeah. but uh, he was doing the same thing to me once, and he just kept poking the back of my neck. Yeah. And I said, if you don't fucking stop, yeah, see, I'm gonna smash you. Yeah, and you know, my smashing of someone is different to, to no, that. but still, you would have heard him. I stood up, picked him up, and I kneed him in the side of the leg. <laughs> Good. So it sort of bent his leg. Yeah. So he just collapsed to the floor <laughs> and cried. <laughs> cried. Yeah. That's what I yeah. mean. Like he, and he, then I was full. Why of guilt. didn't he learn? Why yeah. didn't he learn? No, you know, he just kept doing it. <laughs> yeah. I actually yeah. think some people feel there's an erotic excitement from it. Probably, yeah. I, I think he was one of those. He was twisted. Yeah, yeah. he's probably a lawyer now. <laughs> probably. Yeah, uh, fucking crazy school days. Yeah, no, but honestly, I think it was the best thing for us was going to your school. One, one, we got to meet you, of course. Yeah. But of course. Um, yeah, but <laughs> but it did. It made it changed us, and it changed us for the better. I think. Yeah. It's funny though, isn't it? Because yeah, in anyone else's school, like life, mm. I guess unless you've moved house, yeah, it would be very rare that the school itself would do the move. Oh yeah. So yeah. to have it on at that level, yeah, where everybody in that year level, yeah, is coming over to this campus and merging, yeah, like merging. You're not just your own classes. We're not rebranding the no. school. Yeah, that's right. We're not using the the students at this school. And, and reordering the classrooms. Yeah. We're bringing you over and actually joining you up with all these kids you've never, ever met before. Yeah, or that's seen right. Or, it's, it's a little bit... It's a big thing. Dramatic, yeah. 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 Well, mum and dad were pissed because cause it was only going to be one year, remember? And then we were going back to our back campus, to which campus. became the senior yes. campus, and we could wear free dress. Mm. So for one year, I had to have a different uniform. Yeah. Not that I wore the other uniform much anyway. No. It was just basically black cargo <laughs> pants and whatever. Yeah. But... Um, but yeah, mum and dad weren't over the moon about that. But yeah, but I, we we got to meet you, and yeah. I also met my first serious girlfriend yeah. who I was with for five years. There you so, go. Yeah, and that was good school. Every good cloud. School. Yeah, that's and right. they demolished that campus in the end. So that's the damage oh, they you did guys too. did to yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, they transformed yeah. the old tech. I remember, into a brand new school and demolished that one. I remember graffitiing on one of the cubicle. That would have uh, done it. One of the portable, sorry, yeah, not cubicle, done portable uh, classrooms yeah. at that school. Yeah. I won't say the name, but a particular girl who I'd been with who'd done sort of the wrong thing by me, I wrote, such and such is a hoe. Oh. And, uh, which is nasty. Guys, nasty, <laughs> obviously, like stupid. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But then the thing that she was most upset about, which made me laugh, spell her name wrong. Was I spelt ho? She said it should be H O E. Yes. Yeah. And so she you said the as, joke's on you. And, I'm, and I was like, yeah, but I still know what it means. And she didn't seem upset about that part right. because she was a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, she was all right, just misguided, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you all right. Just, you were just pointing that out. Yeah, we'll yeah. Uh, go to a break and come back with uh, The Crooked Mile, okay. a detective noir saga. It's the Fly on the Wall motherfucking podcast. And we're back in. We're back in. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. Um, now, I might just turn off just in case we decide to drive. I'll just turn off the old Bluetooth so I don't... That's, I think that's always something fuck to... Fuck the recording. Yeah, always something to do, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, are we driving or we just want to sit here? Up to you, mate. It's pretty warm. It so is. So I might turn the engine turn on, on and put the aircon on. Yeah. It's good. Everyone needs to share that decision-making <laughs> yeah. process. I'll turn the indicator off so they don't hear it. In the background, I'll turn the egg con down <laughs> so they don't hear gush right. the whole time. Good on you, mate. Oh, shit, eh? Yeah. yeah. That was an exhausting break, wasn't yeah, it? Was. Yeah, the people don't even know. No. They don't even know what's happened. No. So, so much, guys. We had quite the night, guys. Uh, when we, we were going to come back with uh, the Crooked Mile, um, but the cabin caught fire, of all things. <laughs> Um, just from Warren's hotness. Yeah. So I had to run down, get a hose, but didn't the hose wasn't long enough to reach the cabin from the house. So then we had to call up this really old-fashioned 1912, I think it was, fire engine. Oh, yeah. And they just had buckets of water that yeah. they brought out. A from, bucket chain. Yeah, from yeah. a lake. There was yeah. about 70 <laughs> firefighters. Lake. Yeah. And just, just scooping up water out of the lake yeah. and passing it along this chain. But obviously, getting through 70 firefighters, there was only a little drip by yeah. the end, by the time we got to the cabin. Yeah. So it took, what, well, over, well, 24 hours? Yeah, 24, 24 hours. hours. Yeah. We've just literally finished mopping up the mess. That's right. I've yeah. rebuilt the cabin. Yeah. But while it's sort of settling, we just thought we'd get back in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. It is crazy. crazy. I mean, who would have thought? No one would have guessed that in yeah. a million years. Yeah, fucking crazy. It's good that you've got us to report on these things. That's it. In first person. Yeah. And the detail is all there. That's right. Yeah. Honest, 100% clean fun. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's what Flying Wall Podcast is all about. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, my name is Luke. My name is Big Was. You're listening to Flying the Wall Podcast, episode 142. Uh, we will be getting into Crooked Mole soon. But uh, just wanted to ask you, Warren, do you feel you're becoming a grumpier old man as you get older? Yes. Yeah. I do I do with a lot of things. Mm. Yeah. Explain. You explain. Uh, well, we, we talked about this the other day anyway, but I think it's it's brought itself to light a few times over this past you know, week or so because I've actually been on holidays. Yeah. Now, many of you would go, oh, perfect. Yeah. You sit back, relax, have a great time. Yeah. For whatever reason... Winding into it, so maybe the day before it, and then the day, the first day off, which ended up was actually Christmas Eve. I was just really uptight. Yeah, couldn't okay. shake it. Yeah, couldn't place exactly why. Just couldn't find my zen, my balance, and just be yeah. happy with yeah. it. But just in a fucking grumpy mood. Yeah, and then yeah, I would say it's happened a handful of times this week where it could be just something small. Yeah, tips me off my little equilibrium that I've got going. <laughs> yeah, and so I hang find on. myself. So going, sorry, going back yeah, yeah. to so Christmas Eve, yeah. you were quite unsettled. Mm. When did you find your calm? Like, was it Christmas Day? Was it Boxing Day or beyond? No, no, I, I had a good Christmas Day. Okay. The whole Christmas weekend, I think it kind of goes in a bit of a blur. Yep. And it's just nice to catch up with people. It's nice to make sure that it's all gone smoothly. The children are happy. Yeah. I think as long as that all goes well, it's no problem. Um, and then you have a little space to breathe after it. Yep. 
So maybe that's where stuff creeps in like that. You feel like, all right, what am I going to do? I want to do something productive while I'm off. Yep. But not too much. Because it needs to be a, a rest. Yeah, that's right. But I don't, I don't just, I don't want one of those people that tends to sit down and just not do anything for my holiday. I still like to have small things that I achieve at home. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it's getting that balance of doing something without feeling like you've just been my, I've just been my whole holiday working. <laughs> yeah. um, but then again, not just lazing around and feeling like a slacker. Yeah, it's a fine so, balance because yeah. I think like my wife's lovely. And she was kind of trying to think of things to do on the holiday. Yeah. And my idea was, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. But of course, you want to go out with the family and the kids and do something. And we did. But we went to the beach, for example, yeah. and that was a great day. It was a lovely day. But when we're home, as soon as we're home, I'm in my chair, feet up. I just yeah. want to... Because obviously, my work very, is very physical. Yeah, of course. And I love my work, but it's, it is quite demanding physically. So a holiday... <laughs> and I'm outside all day, every day, which That's I love right. as well. So yeah. a holiday to me is inside with my feet up. Yeah. <laughs> if your feet actually have to be up. To I'm be hanging up, upside down. Yeah. yeah, nipple clamps, <laughs> uh, a lot of cock and ball torture okay. going on as well. Wow. Uh, obviously, just... the kids are out. Yeah, the kids are out. Yeah, and I've just got hardcore porn playing in the background. Wow. And I'm just screaming, having a great time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, nah, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, I just need that. I just want to stop. At the end yeah. of the year, I just want to stop. Have a few drinks. Stay up late and as late as I want to yeah. stay up and yeah, watch that's movies. A nice luxury. And then sleep in, you know, sleep in till like eight thirty, nine o'clock or something. Beautiful. Yep. No worries. But the thing is, I'm still getting the same amount of hours of sleep yeah. as I do when I'm working. Oh, that's right. It's just later. I've been enjoy <laughs> I have been enjoying that, I must admit. Yeah. Um just having a later sleep and being able to sleep and wake up whenever ready. Yeah. That is a, a really liberating yeah, feeling. Yeah, it's nice. I actually sleep better when I'm on holidays because I know that I don't have to get up. Yes. So I just I just automatically relax more yeah. when I do go to bed, you know, and that was kind of nice. Whereas, as you know, I don't sleep well at the best of times, um, most of the time, most of the year. But on the holiday, yeah, I can put my head down and know well, that you, I'm you just... You properly rest. I can have a nice nun eyes. That's good. Yeah, but I find, I don't know, as I get older, and I remember Dad, I remember dad saying to me that it will happen as well, because yeah. he said, he said it's it's two things. You become calmer in a, in a lot of ways. Like, you mm. become more patient with people, or with the people that you care about. Yes. And love and stuff. You become more patient in that regard, but you, you, have, no, you have a very short fuse when it comes to idiots on the road. Yeah. You have a very short fuse for incompetent people just full stop or people that just don't have any logic and stuff like that. So, And that's what I find. I find, like today, for example, had a bit of an issue with the lawnmower. And I thought, okay, well, I'm kind of due to get a new one anyway, but I'd like to maybe repair the one I've got. So I was having a problem with the drive shaft, so I took it into the local lawnmower guy, and it's recently they've recently sold the business. There's changed manage, uh-huh. manage, managers. And uh, the guy before was a grumpy, talk about grumpy old man, he was a grumpy old arsehole. He really was. <laughs> like, he was the kind of bloke, you wheel it in, and he goes, well, what's wrong with it? I say, it's not working. And he'd be like, well, what's wrong? I'm like, well, you tell me. You're the fucking guy that fixes them. You tell me what's wrong. But to, so today, so I had that in the back of my mind. Went in there today, as new manager, <clears throat> yeah. and there was a bit of a language barrier as well. And I didn't. Okay. I, I look. I usually Portuguese. I've got all the patience in the world. Yeah. It doesn't bother me. Um, but today I was just on a bit of a short fuse because because of I had to sort of stop halfway through a job. Tried to fix it as best I could okay. and finish the job. Anyway, so I've taken it to the mower shop, and I'm really thinking, yeah, I'll go and get a new one as well. Take it to the mower shop and wheel it in. I tell him, I say, look, the throttle's gone. 
Um, the back wheels definitely need replacing and uh, maybe just a sharpen of the blades and a bit of a cleanup. And he goes, oh, he's just standing there looking at it, shaking his head, not really saying anything. Just shaking his head, oh, okay, um, it's, uh, it's take a long time because the parts, parts. I said, right. I said, so what's a lot? I said, look, there's no rush. I'm going to go and get a new one today anyway, but I kind of just want to see if I've, this one's got any life in it. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I go, okay. And I'm like getting Give more and more impatient. Yeah. Like, yeah. so what are you saying? Yeah. I got I got one out there, been waiting six months. I said, okay, so is are you saying it's not going to happen or is it fixable? I don't know. I said, don't worry about it. And I just wheeled out <laughs> just, and just left. Because <laughs> I thought, this fucking asshole, like, just tell me if it's fixable or not fixable. That's all I needed yeah. to know in that moment. Yes. Don't fucking give me riddles that I've got to try and figure out. <laughs> but then as I got in the car, I was loading up the mower into the back of the car and I got in the car and I was thinking, yeah, I think I'm in a bit of a mood today. Yeah. <laughs> The fact that you left him strung up by the balls well, from his own doorway <laughs> yeah. sort of came into it quite heavily there, I guess. But then, uh, you know, just uh, I won't go into too much, but little things through the evening, I was just <laughs> feeling a little bit tense, and I was just like, fucking hell, I don't know. And I just felt like a typical grumpy old man, you know, in a lot of things ways. Can, I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say, I think we're both happy, positive people that, yeah, that tend to see yeah. the positive side to a lot of things. So when you do give yourself a chance to sort of come down a bit from it, yeah, yeah, I reckon it kind of the, the all that undercurrent stuff comes out, <laughs> and it can be the little pissy stuff that sets you off, yeah, and that just makes you feel worse, yeah. So the the mood is then amplified, yeah. So like, what the fuck am I even grumpy for? I, you know, I had, had a woman because like last night, say with the motorcyclist yeah. guy that when we were at some McDonald's, oh, yes, um, I was kind of chuckling, yeah, and thought you know it's pretty funny what that because. Like, mm. why was he getting upset? But then today, I <laughs> I was turning... I pulled up to the, the road, the T-section, to turn right. I yeah. got there first, and then a woman pulled up on the other side of the road after me. So my thinking is I've got right of way because I was there first to turn right. onto yeah. the main road. Anyway, so I've pulled out. Plenty of time. I wasn't, like, quickly trying to cut her off or anything. I pulled out. She's behind me. Beep, 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 beep. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was... Luckily, it was a woman. So I would control myself. <laughs> but I just sort of looked in the rear vision mirror and put my hands up and just shook my head. And she was like waving her arms around and all that kind of Sometimes stuff. Sometimes I actually like, legitimately don't know what people's issues are. <laughs> yeah. Like that yeah. thing last night bothers me purely on the fact that I don't know what his issue was. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Because I weird. waited. I saw him there. Yeah. I accelerated away so I wouldn't be cutting him off. Yeah. Then I put my indicator on because I still wanted to get over so we could go into McDonald's. I think he wanted to speed up and jet yes. past you. Yeah. So when he couldn't do that, like you said, he thinks he owns the road. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, but that sort of annoys me because I go, well, I, I'm trying to be considerate here. Yeah. Of you, you asshole. And you and, can't yeah. help, like 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 you said, we are generally optimistic, positive sort of people. Yeah. But when these things, and you're on the road just as much as me, all yeah. day, every day, pretty much. So when these things keep happening, and it seems to be the same groups of people, mm. taxi drivers, yeah, motorcyclists, cyclists, <laughs> old people, <laughs> pee players, <Yes. laughs> then I can't help just be a bit like, fuck you. The rogues know. gallery of, yeah. uh, of motorists we don't like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what? Having a whinge to you about it all and on the podcast makes all the difference. It's a global platform. I'm sure everyone feels somewhat the same. Yeah, some people 
people would be like, yeah, preach it, brother. Other people would be like, well, I'm a cyclist and I, I <laughs> disagree entirely. Well, Cyril would obviously arc right up at that suggestion. I would. The way I feel right now, I would put my fist through Cyril's throat. <laughs> Before he even speaks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just came up like taking his helmet off. <laughs> Boom! Ah. Dead. Um, but just going over the fact that we've both been off for Christmas. Yeah. Hopefully, um, if you're listening... You've had a really nice Christmas time, whatever that might mean for you and your family. Are you or talking to me or them? To, to the listeners, because <laughs> yeah, we run a podcast here. Yeah, we don't just record our conversations for the sake of it. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, hopefully you've had a good one and uh, you're in a more positive mood than Luke and I. Yeah. Merry <laughs> yeah, Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Bar humbug. Well, we're going to be, our next episode will be our birthday um, Eve yeah um, next Monday uh, we turn 43 don't talk about it on the I'm 11th off about and maybe that's maybe the, I don't I don't care about getting yeah. older to be honest I like getting older in a lot of ways because yeah. I think I, I in, a, in a way in a sense even though what I've just said might, might contradict this <laughs> I also there's a big part of me that doesn't care as well yeah. like I don't care about getting old I don't care about a lot of stuff like I yeah. sort of just go ah, it's alright you know doesn't matter anyway um, but yeah so uh, yeah be sure to join us for that one so uh, without further ado though we'll get yes. into The Crooked Mile With cheap bourbon on my breath and a three-day headache that wouldn't take a holiday, I picked up the receiver. Detective Bull Sloan, I said simply. At first nothing, then came the cool, smooth, and silky voice of a dame who told me I was talking to a Miss Oliver Knight. She pierced my silence with a statement as cold and sharp as a knife. I've just found my husband's lover dead in our bed. And we're back in. Uh, The Crooked Mile, a detective noir saga, chapter four we're up to tonight, guys. Um, if you've missed it, jump back to episode 138 of the podcast. That's where we kick this uh, little saga off. Basically, it's a, uh, a detective detective noir saga set in the 50s in Los Angeles. Um, the main um, antagonist is uh, Detective Bull Sloan, but actually he's a private investigator, but he, he thinks of himself as a detective. He's been called up by Miss Olivia Knight, who is um, got a background in theatre. She's very well known. She's uh, quite elegant, quite pretty. And uh, she's married to Dick Longman, who is the head of a crime family um, in Los Angeles. She's called up Bull Sloan asking for his help because she's found her husband's dead lover in their bed. And it turns out the lover is a man. And Bull Sloan is on the case. He rocks up. He knocks out a couple of goons. Um, goes into the bedroom where and and looks at the body. Has a bit of a, a sniff around and all that kind of stuff. He's only in his long johns because he was kind of in a rush to get out. Um, unbeknownst to him, uh, as we found out in last week's episode, uh, Gus, one of the hired goons who he, who Bull Sloan beat up, um, he woke up and he went and took photos of uh, Bull Sloan 
and Miss Olivia Knight, and that's kind of where we're up to. Oh, sorry, and Bull Sloan has taken the body back to his uh, his empty factory slash yes. warehouse office. It has a, a deep freeze. That's situation. right. Yeah. So he's able to use it as a, a kind of mortuary, if you Yeah, like. it worked out well, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. It did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very, very apt. All right, so chapter four. After inspecting the body of Dick Longman's lover thoroughly, you discover that he was killed with a... What appeared to be some kind of sex toy. Sex toy, okay. Some kind of sex some toy. Some kind of sex toy. A bludgeon to death with it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So okay. you're most likely made of solid oak. Is that sort of so because you've you've seen sort of the imprint maybe there of like a giant cock? It, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Across his yeah. forehead. The, the and, dome of it. Like. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Imagine you're having your skull caved in. What was it? Snake? No. What was the word you use? Staved. Staved. Staved in, in. <laughs> with a with a wooden cock. <laughs> <laughs> a very large wooden cock made yeah. out of aged oak. Wow. Okay, yeah. so bludgeoned to death yes. with, with wooden dildos, yeah. basically. Yeah. Wow. You remember in okay. Bali how there was that huge one that you quite you quite fond of? I loved it, yeah. yeah. I sat um, on it for hours. <laughs> so something obviously not of that size, yeah. but think of that kind of solidity to it. Yeah, there was a lot of cocks in Bali they were trying to flog, <laughs> yeah, weren't know. they? Yeah, I'm not yeah. entirely sure that's all about. They're all botloaders. Really? Yeah. Well, the one that I that, had. Oh, I was going to... Yeah, it was a What sort of bottle was that opening? Who did I, I brought it home for a client of mine. But, um, there he goes. Yeah, there he goes. Little fellow <laughs> on a scooter. Talking about motorcyclists. Yeah. <laughs> that one had no helmet. He's pissed me off as well, that one. Um, <clears throat> okay, so you've you've scanned the body. You've looked it over. Yeah. And uh, you've you've seen enough dead bodies. You've seen enough cadavers yeah. to know when one's been bludgeoned to death By with a dildo. A cock. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, no, it's fair. It's not unusual, as funny as that might sound to our listeners and to you. Yeah. Yeah. Now... My experience tells me that it happens quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Now... Lost in thought yeah. while you're thinking about this poor chap being yeah. bludgeoned to death. Yeah. Suddenly, bring, bring, bring. <laughs> as the phone ringing, <coughs> you pick it up and you hear this. Hey, Ball, you son of a bitch. This is Gus, one of the hide goons you just beat up. I think you broke my nose, you asshole. I've got some pretty damning photos of you and you in your long johns cuddling that bitch, Olivia Knight, with... A dead and bloodied body right next to you. I'm thinking 50k should be enough to make the photos disappear. What do you say, you bastard? <laughs> I like his what passion. Do you, what do you say? What do you do? I like your passion, Gus. You've got 50 minutes to leave town. Because in that time, I could have that much dirt on you. You'll fear for your life. From every scumbag, from the people on the street with a baseball bat... To the gangster lords of downtown. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. he didn't even flinch. He just yeah. went straight into, <laughs> I don't fucking get yeah. blackmailed, that's mate. See, mate. Yeah, no, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. <laughs> and he's a bit sort of specious, and he's like, well, you know, well, you'll see, you'll see what I can do with these photos. And then click, he hangs yeah. up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So now you're still standing there with the body. Yeah. What's your next move? You're gonna try and get rid of the body. You're gonna. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Ah. Uh, I think it's. Unless, of course, someone like this tries to try and, I don't know, make something of it. Uh, I have a friend that, that runs an abattoir okay. uh, in yep. the industrial sector. It's not too far away. Excellent. Maybe I'll give them a ring. Yep. What's just her say, name? Uh, her name is Beryl. Beryl. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Um, Beryl the butcher. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a butcher. There's always got to be a butcher in these stories. Yeah, um, but but sort of high end. Yeah, high end butchering. Yeah, the yeah. best cuts. 
Lean only meat. The best. Lean yeah. meat. Yep. Only the best. And I have used barrel services before, not for anything sorted, yep. but for storage. Yep. Um, because they tend and to have separate meat. a nice T-bone steak. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, prime cuts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what Bull likes. He yep. likes prime cuts. Um, so, yeah, I'll give her a call and just say, you know, um, I might have a body to come down to the uh, the warehouse later. Yeah, and she doesn't even doesn't nah. even phase her. She's like, whatever you need. Yeah, you want the maybe <laughs> maybe you've uh, helped her out in the past on a personal level. Yeah, so she's like owes you one. She's more than happy to help. Yeah, okay. Um, are you gonna finger her? I could. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's the service that Bull serves. Yeah, maybe she's, she yeah, doesn't maybe. like contact. She's lonely. Yeah. yeah, not many guys go for a blood stained bitch in this uh, in this town. So, but right. you do. You do. Bit there's of blood. Some, there's something a bit naughty about doesn't, it. Doesn't mean a thing. <laughs> Everyone likes a Dolmio grin. Yeah. Yeah, especially near the grinder. You know, something a little bit uh, risky. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It works well on. because you call your... Ballstone calls his cock the meat grinder. <laughs> yeah. Prepare to be a meat grinder. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, you so call her, give her a call and, and you're going to head over there. Look, I, I might have to bring a body down. Uh, this position's compromised. Yeah. So... Yeah, if, if it's all right, use it. And she's like, yeah, use locker eight. Yep. And, yeah, we have a, an arrangement. So she doesn't tend okay. to talk to So, anyone. like, maybe in the morning you're going to go, yeah. when the sun rises, you're going to head off over there. Sorry, before the heat of the day. Yeah, Before okay. the heat of the Kodiva yeah. could... Uh, okay, I like, what I like is that he, Bull Sloan is no nonsense. Yeah. He See, doesn't even... Doesn't procrastinate, doesn't ponder. He just goes with what he knows. Yeah. An instinct, sort of, like, to go... Fuck you, Gus. No one blackmails me. No. And bang, I'll just call, List of all call the goon, this lady. I need to get rid of a called body. Called Gus. Yeah, that's right. Gus the yeah. goon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not right. something that strikes fear into <laughs> Bull Sloan's heart. That's right. Yeah. So he's just going to take care of it. No, I like yeah. that. I think uh, I like Bull Sloan more and more. As, as I think he's going to keep his eye out now for Gus. Yeah, okay, yeah. So I think if, there, if he happens to cross paths with him at some other point, there yeah. might be something much more dramatic yeah. and sudden. Yeah. That, uh, it's the bullet to the cranium. Well, I don't think to that level. Okay, yeah. But I think it'll be something where, yeah, it, it puts him in a position, Gus, yeah. where he would never cause any trouble again. Yeah, okay. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. becomes a paraplegic. <laughs> <laughs> and has his tongue ripped out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. All right, no worries. Well, that's Chapter 4 of no The Crooked Mile, a detective noir saga. Uh, be sure to catch next week's episode with Chapter 5. Oh yeah, fly on the wall. That's right. Is here to make your money. Fly on the wall. That's right, baby. Is here to stay. That's right. Fly on the wall, motherfucker. Is here to stay. Come on, sing it. Fly on the wall. Come on, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, final thoughts for tonight's uh, episode. Tonight's Waz. episode, well, mate. tonight's well, and last night's. It's uh, an extended episode. It is indeed. <laughs> uh, no, I think it was the right decision based on the circumstances. The cabin obviously erupting in flames wasn't yeah, that was something no we planned for. Yeah. Um, the rebuild was a lot quicker this time around, though. I did it in a few hours. So. It is, which I, I don't know how you did it with balsa no wood. Part. Yeah, just okay. balsa wood. Yeah. yeah a few yeah. big panels of that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, just carved it out pretty well, much. You obviously learnt a lot from the first experience. <laughs> I think so. So yeah. that's amazing. But yeah. um, 
No, it's been good. It's been good, mate. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the holiday edition of Fly on the Wall podcast has been great. <laughs> yeah, I think so yeah, too. How about yourself? Yeah, no, I've enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed talking about, well, not enjoyed, but it was interesting talking about the pets section. Yes. Where you've lost pets, I've lost pets. And yeah, it, 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 I was thinking, uh, pondering it more today, and I was thinking how how much they really do become part of your family. Yeah. And that you, I, like, I, I still miss Thunder. Yeah, of still course. today, all these years later. So that was two thousand eight when I had to hand him, hand him away, and I still miss him to this day. Still think about him. I've got a picture of him up in my cabin, and I'm going to be getting a tattoo of him on my leg eventually. So I don't know. It's just it's funny how like you can sort of just go up, oh, just a dog, or it's just an animal, just a pet, but they really do make a make a big. Well, impact. you don't get very emo- like I think you keep your emotions in check a lot of the time. We've discussed this before, mm. um, but I think that. It's an exception, actually. Yeah, I think it is actually quite apparent on your face. Like, I don't mean that in a, I'm, you know, I'm not trying to make a mockery of it or anything. Yeah. I just yeah. think it's very clear how that's affected you, that yeah. relationship, and now that that absence has affected you. Yeah, and for I think sure. that's okay. I think that's a good thing. Well, I think it's honest, taught I, you. I know. I you know, sorry, you go. No, no. I, I just think that it's it's interesting that you can show it in that way. Like it's there. Yeah, you know, and I think that's okay. I know I joked at the end about uh, no, of course. knowing that I'd never get rid of my actual mates. Yes. But it did feel like that. Yeah. It felt, felt like I, I was it. parting I with a mate, you know, because yeah. he was there during some tough times in my life and he didn't need to do much. He just came and sat by me or we had a cuddle or whatever. And he was, yeah, he was a great dog. He was, he was the best dog I could have hoped for. And it's funny because he was exactly the dog that I, when I was a kid and I always, I always wanted my own dog, always, yeah. ever since I was like, able to speak pretty much I'd talk about having my own dog and I used to draw this dog this brown dog with a big bushy tail and that's exactly what Thunder was a big brown dog with a bushy tail (laughs) so yeah so that was uh, that was a good little part of the episode I enjoyed Um, the Bull Sloan (laughs) the Crooked Mile episode was fun yeah Um, I'm I'm getting stuck in I know we had a break last week but um, yeah I feel like 2022 is gonna he's gonna get into some adventures this guy yeah I think we'll warm up to it I feel like when we look back at other things that we've done and tried yep. it tends to be something where you find your feet a little bit yeah they often grow there's, organically don't there's they? a few ideas that come up and then you start really thinking like oh let's do this let's let's make this happen let's yeah, yeah. And, and it really starts to go a little bit not crazy but yeah I don't know just the creativity starts flowing a lot more naturally yeah so um, yeah I'm looking forward to it as well what's, what's fun I think is there's um, a spontaneity to these sagas that yeah. we do because we kind of make it up as we go yeah. but there is a little bit of forward planning as far as um, like for this one for example I'll be thinking about what another spanner to throw into the works yeah. like Gus the Goon yeah. you know or just having a rough idea but then once I put it out to you and we talk about it through the ep- through the actual chapter yeah. and I love like Beryl the Butcher yeah. You know, she came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, and now we've got this vision of this Beryl the Butcher who's bloodstained and yeah. a bit horny for yeah. bull. You know, <laughs> so who knows what's going to come from that yeah. sort of story arc? Yeah. So yeah, no, it's been a good episode. Um, if you guys are enjoying it um, and enjoyed other episodes that we put out there, please go and give us a rating on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you listen to this particular podcast. We really do appreciate it. We don't get any money for this. We don't want any money for this. We just want to spread the joy, spread the word out to your friends, family, and butchers alike. Mm. Uh, Global yeah. fame. 
It would be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you want to email us, you can email us anything. It can be a question. It can be personal. It can be um, – you can tell us a story. You can give us a list of jokes or a list of ideas you want us – or topics you want us to discuss on the on the show. Uh, the Fly on the Wall Podcast 11 at gmail.com is where you can send all your mail to. Uh, if you want to look us up on Instagram, I pretty much post every day something. Sometimes, sometimes it will be a little jokey vlog. Sometimes it will be a picture of me wearing a, a t-shirt that has plastic cheese written on it. Um, or it could just be something funny I've found or interesting. Uh, the other day, did you see what I put up the other day about the, um, yeah, the, Disney, the Disney castles yes, in Turkey? Yeah, I you should YouTube too. that. It's a great urban exploration video. Um, fascinating. Yeah, they spent millions building these Disney... And sort of fell through. Is Disney that, castles, yeah. yeah, and it sort of just ran out of funds, wow. is the long story short. And it didn't run out of fun. But they're all identical. They're all yeah. exactly, and there's like over, there's 537 of them or something yeah. like that, and 350 were sold. But then, yeah, the money ran out in 2018, and then um, there was a couple of investors that were interested to get it up and running again. Yeah. But then COVID hit and everything was put on hold again. So it's just this vast acreage of all these identical Disney castles, and they've got the turret, they've got little patios. I think the and- identical thing makes it a little bit. It's creepy. Something. Yeah. yeah it's, they, it's like they came up with a model and went, yep, let's just manufacture that and go yeah, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Rather yeah. than varying it and giving it themes throughout different areas. I'm yeah. sure people would have gone for I that. I suppose the cost more. would have gone up more then, though. Well, yeah, but I don't know. They wanted to build like a little secret fantasy world away from the rest of the world, yeah. you know. And, and now it's on Instagram. Now it's on Instagram, <laughs> now it's on yeah, yeah. YouTube, and it's yeah, fascinating stuff. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you can find us at the Fly on the Wall podcast, one one with an underscore between each of the words on Instagram and on Twitter at Fly on the Wall PO1. So that's episode 142, guys. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will see you again next week in episode 143, the eve of mine and Warren's 43rd birthday. Mm-hmm. Be good to yourselves. Because you goats. Look after the butchers out there, people. Toodles!